spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. You have been warned. Welcome to Max Mike Movies, the show that plumps when you cook it. This is our blank series, and this time around we're going off on a tangent. For those of you wondering about the blank, we actually don't know when this is going to air. Well, I blew that again. We are In Search of Dungeons and Dragons. We're looking and looking, and we just can't find it. Oh, uh, we are huge gaming nerds. In fact, that's how we met back in 1980. Once, gaming was cool, because only we did it. Mm. Now it's uncool, because everyone does it. Ooh. Besides that, we've always hoped that in some movie somewhere, it would express what it means to play the game, to be in the moment, to be in character, insolent. Oh, wait, wait. In this series, we will each present a movie and argue why that movie does or doesn't impart the feeling of what it truly means to be a wandering monster, number appearing <laughs> 1 to 5, treasure type Q. Uh, on this side of the coast, which isn't a coast, it's sort of the middle of the country, I am Mike Luce, and on that coast... I, am, I still remain Max Levine despite all efforts. Oh, but we love Max Levine. Uh. The world loves Max Levine. There's not enough Max Levine. <laughs> There's plenty of Max Levine, thank you. <laughs> Well, this week on our search for D&D, &D, mm -hmm. still questing as we are. Indeed. Ooh, I worked quest in there. <laughs> we are questing through the 1981 film Dragon Slayer, which, as you may note, has one of the two words of Dungeons and Dragons in its title. That's right. Slayer. <laughs> I love Slayer, man. <laughs> Slayer rolls. Dawkin. I'm making the yeah. devil hand fist, fist signal now. <laughs> Because I'm cool. <laughs> yes, shut up, you shut are. up, I am. <laughs> You're so cool. You're on a podcast. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. So, Dragon Slayer 1981. And what is this movie about, you might ask? Oh, I'm so glad you did. But first, let's get something out of the way that we often forget to do. How do you contact us? How do you hear our podcast? Well, if you're listening right now, you probably know the answer to one of those questions. You, you can find our podcast on your, your podcast app of your choice, mm -hmm. either the Google Play podcast app, whatever that's called, on the iTunes podcast app, whatever that's called. <laughs> you can find us at our nifty, cool, keen website, which is maxmikemovies.com. Com. Mm -hmm. You can, in fact, uh, communicate with us if you want, because uh, we, um, we... Wait. No, wait. No, I, I think it's I can't twerk. say that. I think it's twerk. <laughs> There's going to be a beep in this episode yeah, already. Yeah. Twit. Twit. That's, That's it. it. Twet. Twet. We, we, tw we twat. Yeah, we twerk. Arnold, he looks like a twet. Twet. Um, yes. That's, yes. Uh, you can find us at Max... I'm sorry, Plort Max Mike Movies. Uh, if you want to Facebook us, which is a verb now because I said so, you can find us at our Facebook page, which is, surprisingly, Max Mike Movies. We're so, and, we're so um, clever that way. I think so far that's all we've done. We haven't mm. socialed past that. Well, I'm working on our Etsy page where you can buy plush dolls that look like us. <laughs> that's creepy. In, yes. And a, in a box I... of pins to go with them. Not only do I think no one would want those, I don't want no, those. No, I, I don't. I don't think the world wants those. I don't think the world would be a better place for them. Oh, Etsy's closed. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. What do we? What else do we have to do? We should get on Pinterest, Instagram, Snapchat. Oh no! What? what uh, no, no, no. Yeah, Snapchat's a biggie. <laughs> and what's the? Uh, we, we could we could have people text us, but no, 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 we can't. No, so no. that's how you can find us if you haven't somehow already found us, which you have, because you wouldn't be listening otherwise. Oh, you can also email us at us at maxmikemovies.com. 
Oh, we actually haven't said that before. No. Yes, by all means, send comments to us at MaxMikeMovies.com. In any case, no matter how you leave a comment, they may become part of the show mm -hmm. and our property, all ours. TM, patent, right. patent pending. Some parts may be made of chicken, not available in all states. Sorry, Tennessee. Tennessee? Mm -hmm. I don't know. G Tennessee. <laughs> don't you remember a lot of those late night commercials for some, Tennessee had some odd interstate tax uh, rule that you would hear all these things, you know, available in almost every state. Sorry, Tennessee. Uh, no. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Tennessee, let's go on to the plot of Dragon Slayer. <laughs> wow, that's a, Which that takes a, place in Tennessee. No. <laughs> it could. Now, <laughs> but it doesn't. So, Dragon Slayer. There's a dragon and someone must stop it. Possibly okay. by slaying it? <laughs> that, that is one way of yeah. stopping the dragon. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. There's a small kingdom called Erland and they have a dragon problem. To keep it happy and sated, there is a lottery where one lucky young woman is chosen every three to six months to be the exalted lunch. A small group of villagers has decided that this has gone on long enough, so they make a long journey to enlist the aid of an old sorcerer named Ulrich. When he proves too dead to be up to the task of making the journey back, his young apprentice decides that he's ready to take on... Ope, a dragon? <laughs> so off they go. The apprentice, young Galen, doesn't really seem to have the power to take the dragon out and really only manages to piss it off. So he's in Dutch with the king. Another lottery is held, and the dead sorcerer turns out to be quite not so dead. Or not quite so dead, depending on how you write it out. He's only mostly dead. Shut up. Mm. There's a battle, and lo, goodness wins the day. Hooray! Yay! And there was much rejoicing. Yay! because they were forced to eat Robin's minstrels. <laughs> so, Dragon Slayer. Hey, I bet you didn't know this, Max. Oh, do you have some trivia for me? Oh, maybe you do know do this. Do share. All right, so, the uh, the um, supposed lead of this film, because to be fair, his is not the biggest name associated with this film, <laughs> by far. No. Uh, is Peter McNichol, who has actually had quite a career. And, um, and is, in fact, related to Christy McNichol. Is he really? Yes. I believe for those of you who remember Christy, Mc... for those of you who remember Christy McNichol, uh, it wasn't was it Family? I think it was Family. Oh God, I don't it wasn't remember. Eight, it wasn't Eight is Enough. That's, no, that's the other no. one. Um, yeah. Anyway, Peter McNichol was probably best known for his run on Ally McBeal, mm. um, but he's had quite a career. He's still working. He's done a lot of cartoon voices, including for shows such as Harvey Birdman and Young Justice. Huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, he is the, the lead. This was, I think, his first major film role. Uh, Caitlin Clark, who plays Valerian, also had quite a varied, varied career. Sadly, she died early in 2004. Uh. Probably the biggest name at the time was Sir, left out of the credits, Ralph Richardson. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, probably, probably. Probably. Ralph Richardson was one of the biggest names in theater and a lot of movies of the time. He was... The, the big stunning part about this movie was how the hell did they bag him? Uh, probably the way they bag everything with a large bag of cash. Right, because uh, who, who made this movie again? Um, some small... Well, actually, this is a joint production oh. between two smaller film houses. <laughs> one of them's called Diz something, Diz? Disney, I think. Diz? And the other oh, one is um, one. Para something. Para... Para... Para Celsus? <laughs> yeah, Parastaltic? Uh... Yeah, no, this was a, a co-production wow. between um, Disney and Paramount. They'd only done this once before. Do you know the film that they had uh, co-produced before this one? No, what? Heck, 
Oh no, that Robin yeah. Williams Popeye nightmare. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> the first film I ever saw that was originally shot in English, but which I could not understand a single word of. <laughs> Even Robin um, Williams admits that admitted that was a bad movie. Yeah. So yeah, this mm. was a uh, there, there was there was some money. This actually mm. had a budget of eighteen million dollars. Hey. Yeah, there was some money. So um, that's my guess mm. is that uh, this is where the money went. Um, he died only two years after this movie was made. His career is, as Max has pointed out, just too long to list. Yeah. Um, he was initially better known as a British stage actor. One of his biggest claims to flame, fame, though, was that he was one of the first, actually the first actor of his generation to be knighted, beating Larry oh. Olivier by a couple of years. That's Lawrence <laughs> Olivier. Right, Larry. Uh. So, <laughs> well, you know, I, I hear he's done some, some decent things. I you know, don't know any off the top of my head, but you know, we, might, we might run into him in one of our, our shows later on. Could happen. Um, something that I brought up in uh, one of our shows earlier, uh, Go Motion. This is uh, mm. from the Willow episode. It got its debut here, and for those animation fans out there, you probably know what it is, but for those who don't know, um, when you're doing stop-motion animation, you basically have a little puppet of some kind. You move it, and then you take a photo, then you move it again, and you take a photo. And when you show that as a film, it looks like it's moving, but it's kind of choppy. Go Motion actually moves the puppet when you're taking the frame, giving it some motion blur. Mm. Um a little technical thing, but there you go. Huh. Um, believe it or not, I this don't is. It. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Could I finish? No. <laughs> You're useless. Mm. Um, should I say? Dare I say? Fired. Dare. Dare. <laughs> fired. All right. Um, and I don't know when this has changed or if it has changed, but this was the favorite favorite movie dragon of a certain George R. R. Martin. Ah. On the TV version of Game and Game of Thrones, I believe it's episode four. You may check it if you like. <laughs> um, when during a list of dragons, one of the names listed is in fact Vermithrax. Oh wow, cool! This dragon's name is Vermithrax pejorative, which is more or less translated in Latin to "the worm of Thrace, which makes things worse." <laughs> sure, <laughs> which it lives up to its name quite well. Oh, it except seriously for the Thrace part. does. Um, so speaking of our, our star there, Peter McNichol, mm. um, turns out he's uh, he's not a fan of the film. Um, oh, I he, heard, he, yeah. doesn't, he, he doesn't list it in his credits. Ooh. Now, the thing that's weird to me about that is that I don't know why he's embarrassed because I don't think he does a bad job. The film's not a bad film, although we'll get to that. And I mean, it's not like he's oh I don't know. It's not like we're we're looking at hawk the slayer or or something but he he's now of course i i wonder when he decided to say no i'm embarrassed by this film but you know i will be on harvey birdman (laughs) uh right let's do something these kids can watch this is something that's generally not known this is the first and probably still the only disney movie with full (laughs) frontal male nudity that's right maybe that's why he's embarrassed we do get to see peter's little mcnichol (laughs) <laughs> well, here's the thing. I read about that, and I was like, I, I know where it probably happens, but I don't remember. So I'm watching this on my computer, ready to freeze frame, and I realize there's no point. The water's so murky, you really don't see anything. Yeah. I mean, it's there, but, you know, you got to squint real hard. Um, 
So uh, a name that popped up in the credits that surprised me because I did not recognize him at all is uh, Ian McDermott. Yes, that's right. He's and, Brother Jacobus. <laughs> and he manages to sneak in without palpitating all over the place. Oh, um, I kept waiting for him to say, you know, because he plays a priest. I kept waiting for him to stand with God and you will have unlimited power. <laughs> no and in fact it's amazing how young he looks in this because you know the same a uh, couple of years later he would be palpatine mm. in um return of the jedi and he's uh, never looked i the have same i sense. have a really obscure cast link here oh do you the yeah and in fact it's going to be something i don't think you i'm pretty sure you haven't seen but we but we quoted a lot oh caitlin clark who plays valerian Yes. Who who is ter- who is terrific? I'm sorry she didn't go on to more because you know she died when she was 52 in 2004. Uh, she was on a TV show called Once a Hero. Oh no, I don't know. It. Yeah, yes you do. Captain Justice always eats peanut butter and jelly, except when he goes to the ball game. Then he has two hot dogs and a large lemonade. Yes. <laughs> All right, and when you say we quote that, what you mean is. You quote that. Well, that's pretty much the same thing, isn't it? No. <laughs> it totally is. Yeah, it was a 1987 weird live-action adventure comedy show about basically a superhero who crosses over from the comic book world to the real world. It was a really funny idea that was, shall we say, not the best execution. Oh, was this a Saturday Night Live skit? No. Oh, ouch. <laughs> But it might as yeah. well. Actually, that probably would have been better. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, so moving on. Mm. So big surprises. Film was not a hit. It didn't even make back its budget. Ooh. So its budget was 18 mil. Its world take was 14 mil. Um, that's about as bomb as you get. If you can't even make back your budget. Yeah. That's, yeah. However, it was nominated for two Oscars. One of them was for Best Visual Effects. Mm. But it lost to what I'm going to consider a lesser film. You probably have never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Who? Yeah. Mm. Um, interestingly enough, um, ILM couldn't lose because they did the effects for both films. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those years that basically it's like, uh, there was another film, I can't remember which one we were talking about, where we're like, why didn't this win Best Film? And it's like, oh, because it was up against all these other things uh, like West Side Story yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, the other one it was nominated for was best score. Um, the oh, man who really? Did the score, the best, the man who did the score for this was also the man who did the score for two thousand one: A Space Odyssey, and he act, he actually reused some of the un, or I should say, the cut score from two thousand one in this. Um, but he lost to another minor film, Chariots of Fire. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so it's kind of like, oh, it's one of those years. Yeah. Okay, I think I, Chariots won for best picture. I gotta say, a lot of the score of this movie kind of got on my nerves. Oh really? Yeah, it was one of those where the the man who holds you down and pummels you with music. Oh come on, mm. this is no. Was it Glass? Albert no, Glasser, Glasser. Yeah, no, oh, it's not Glasser. that bad, but it's it was. <laughs> some of the score was very much like, pay attention. Well, the music actually hurts. <laughs> um, and uh, the last thing I have mm-hmm. for for trivia is, and I thought this was interesting, and I think this was one of the the more the better done points of the film. They did a lot of world building in this. It, although they, you know, they shot it all in Wales. It was, it was actually not just because of the scenery. They really wanted to depict a world that was more or less sixth century Britain. 
this was basically supposed to be after the Romans had left, but before Christianity had really made a, a hold on the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wanted to do this because they wanted that period of time where magic might feel more a part of everyday life. Mm-hmm. And while there is definitely some, some religious parts of this film, oh, you can also much. tell, well, they don't really have like a church or anything yet. So it's not a, a like the, the, the castle and stuff. There's no chapel or anything. No, but there is. There. But Ian McDermott is a priest. I mean, he's okay. right. But he's and clearly he's got a his Catholic stick. priest. Yeah. <laughs> but he's but he's got his stick, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't um, have a church, but he no. But you can see. I mean, there's a whole sequence where they're starting to baptize the villagers. It is, as you say, yep. it's sort of a depiction of Christianity starting to take hold in a pagan world. Yes, and we'll talk a little bit more about that because it has some interesting points in the film. Um, If you've ever read a book called Mists of Avalon, which I I will tell you right now is both a really good book and really hard to get through. Mm. It is about the densest book I have ever read. There's a lot to it, Um, but it's worth the effort. It is. It's a really good book. It's another telling of... um, the Arthurian legend, but it's told from the side of Morgan Le Fay. Mm-hmm. And the really interesting part is that it also takes place right at that crux where the old magical ways are kind of being driven out and religion is coming and taking over. And there's obviously a lot of tension between two sides because Morgan Le Fay is on the, the older magical side and other parts are on the more Christian side. But that's kind of what this world was meant to feel like. And they went to a lot of effort to portray that. So I was watching specifically at the costumes this time around, and you can see they all look hand-stitched. Mm. All of the colors of the villagers were meant to evoke colors that could only be done with vegetable dyes and things done at the time. The only one who had clothing different than that was the king, who was wearing a color which for a long time was only relegated to royalty, which is purple. Right. Um, so I, I think they actually did put a lot of effort into that, but that's all I have for trivia. Did you have anything else besides that, that weird hero show that you... <laughs> no, that was pretty much it. All right, so now to totally try... No, 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 no. We're going to discuss the film Dragon Slayer, and, and eventually we will talk about whether we think this uh, has any uh, D&D-ness to it. The Lowdown. So, Max, yes. thoughts about this film? Well, I've always sort of been sort of half and half about it. In some ways, I think it's really well done. It gets the look. The look is terrific. You really, Mm -hmm. it gives the impression of like, yeah, this is medieval times. Everything's dirty. Uh, Even the the great hall of the wizard looks really shabby. All the ceilings are low, which they would be. Because who's going to have these big vaulted things that are impossible to keep warm? You know, everyone's wearing burlap and unwashed linen and such. And, uh, yeah, the, the the there's kind of a lot of steel weapons around, but okay. Um, I mean, all things considered, the amount of metal is really low. Like nobody's wearing any kind of plate. Well, arm. no, because yeah, they, that didn't exist at that point. But yeah, that's it's true. They don't go they don't go crazy. A lot of the the period stuff works. It's kind yeah. of slow at times. It, it, it's, yeah, I thought the pacing could have been a little quicker, but it's it doesn't have major pacing. Like, when they travel, we don't sit there and see the grandeur of wherever it is they paid to film. Like, they they tell you it's far, but we don't have to mm-hmm. see all of it. And to be fair, what we see is gorgeous. Yeah. It's all shot in Wales, except for the final scene, which is shot in the Isle of mm. Skye. And... You know, you couldn't ask for something that felt more medieval than gray, green, greasy, overcast <laughs> whales. Uh, and I don't mean yeah, greasy. Yeah. I was I was heading into uh, the jungle ah. there, but um, uh, it it just feels 
it's beautiful. I mean, for one thing, when you get that, if you've ever been to the UK, I know Max, you have, because I was mm-hmm. there with you. Um, when you've got places where there's a lot of rain and it often doesn't have, isn't very sunny, the greens of the area, they're almost, I don't know, neon. It's incredibly and vibrant. This place yeah. is just, yeah, it's just gorgeous. And seeing these people walk around and it was just great. Yeah, yep, it does. It looks good. And uh, the performances are very good. I think a lot of the actors are good. Yeah, yeah, especially, I mean, you know, Sir Ralph Ralph Richardson is amazing. I thought he was, that that was sort of a a slight problem, but it's, I think it's supposed to work in the context, and I guess it does. He is completely convincing as a sorcerer. You just get the feeling this guy of immense wisdom, immense power, really old, which kind of, which really emphasizes how much Galen is not. Yeah. Well, so my feeling is, is that the two characters, and I didn't really think about this until I'd done the, the trivia and until I'd watched it again, but I think the two characters are really meant to evoke the old age and the new age, right? The old age was full of magic and mystery and, and interesting, cool things, and the sorcerer and the dragon, who are both, spoiler, dying, um, are representing something that's passing on. Don't say pass <laughs> on! And... Um, Galen is representing sort of the new, which is magicless. Yeah, pretty much. Because, <laughs> let's face it, he doesn't have any power that, that at was, all. That was kind of my one of the problems I had with him. I like the idea that he couldn't do that much, except his power keeps varying. It's like, okay, I can look, I can levitate an egg. Oh, look, now I can levitate an entire pack and undress this guy. Now I can't move a table. Now I can bring down half a mountain. Well, I think that what's going on is that he's pulling on the power of the the wizard from the. He's the got amulet. the amulet. He's using a lot of that, but yeah, but he's he doesn't and have I guess anything. You could argue that he's just not good at it, and that's why. But it always seems to do what he needs. Well, he, the well, table doesn't fly too well. Too well, well, he doesn't need that to happen. He's just trying to impress people. When he actually has to get something done, it usually does. I mean, geez, he uses it to help forge the dragon slaying lance. That's true, but, uh, you know, to keep him out of jail. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, you're going to jail. Um, my feeling was that the this was depicting, and we'll, you know, we'll get to the full D&D thing later, mm-hmm. but this was kind of predicting a all-first-level party with a 10th-level mage. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of, although, although I think Ulrich was way higher than that, because this guy's throwing storm clouds around and pulling lightning down. Well, we don't know what he's done because he's obviously like sold his soul or he's done something weird at the end where mm. he's gone to the realm of fire and come back. Um, but he certainly wasn't doing that in the first place. Elsewise, he might conjure, say, a wind to waft him to Erland. Um, mm. But uh, I actually Just... like his plan. I think his plan's really cool. It's like, yeah, this is kind of our fault. But dear gods, I can't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm an old man. <laughs> I can't travel a hundred leagues. Yeah, so, it would have been nice if he'd mentioned to them, you know, because he could he had plenty of time to say, by the way, I'm going to die. Take my ashes with you with you and throw them in a lake of fire. I think he was worried that Galen wouldn't do it. Uh, and I think he was probably right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's oh, my ahead. other my other problem with the movie. Again, I like some of the characters are so cool and so interesting and we get so little of them. Yes, Valerian is really cool. She is just—I want to know more about her. I want, I'm also a little surprised. You know, she starts off disguised as a boy, not very Excuse, convincingly. Me, something in my throat. I yeah, think yeah. It was a large laugh because <laughs> um, that was one of my notes. Notes. Valerian, 
boy? <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, I huh, mean, voice is funny, no Adam's apple. <laughs> and really I'm, soft face. I'm um, just w- wondering, like, the guys who were... Voluptuous lips. Oh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I keep thinking, I mean, the guys who were traveling with her must have been so relieved. It's like, oh, thank God I was having these fantasies about Valerian. I'm not gay. Oh, thank <laughs> Yeah, I was actually, I never noticed them before. I never, because you're, you're not supposed to. But mm-hmm. I was looking at them this time and going, you know what? They actually kind of handpicked some dudes to hang out in back who had very similar, I've never had to shave faces, very similar kind of hair. And so they really were sort of trying. Uh, I just don't buy yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it really, you know, I'm trying to think of an example any time in Hollywood where this worked. And I can't think of one. You know, you the audience just basically has to close its eyes and goes, yeah, sure, it's a guy. Just like some like it hot, funny film, no one believes Tony Curtis or Jack Lemmon is a woman for an no. instant, especially when you put them next to Marilyn Monroe. It, yeah, that was kind it's of like, a mistake. Couldn't you put them against, like, Mrs. Nogatuck or something? Yeah, Maybe or then we'd Jane believe Jane Hathaway it? from uh, the Beverly Hillbillies? Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like, uh, or, you know, um, Bosom Buddies. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, well, there you are. Buffy at six foot five, you know, the woman that, yeah, or uh, or Tootsie. There there is an actual episode of Bosom Buddies where the other characters, the women who they're living with, are watching some like it hot. And Buffy and and Hildegard walk through and just go, this movie, I never got this movie. It's so obvious. Yeah, look at them. They're men. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're sharp gals, those two. (laughs) So yeah, that, sharp like a plum. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so the the beginning of the film, though, when when mm. v- v- Valerian and the group, because <laughs> I'm sitting there wondering, it's like, okay, you followed him, her, why? Mm. So the, the I think his name's Grail, um, yeah. who actually takes over as being the priest. Mm. Um, uh, he's obviously an elder of the town. Looks the part, great. He he like he nails it to me for like villager from a D and D game. Um, why are you following? Him you got, you got to say though, Valerian has a lot of presence. She and it's hard not to listen to her. She's got a very powerful voice, and she's obviously very forceful. Yeah, and I think she's just got more charisma. The others are, let's face it, you know, as they say, common clay, simple farmers. You know, they're, morons. They're, <laughs> that's not fair to farmers. No, it farmers isn't. No, like that's that. quoting from Blazing Saddles. But these okay. these guys are just simple peasants. It's basically they're used to taking orders, and if somebody big enough and loud enough says okay this is what we should do and they're obviously desperate because they're you know so this thing is eating their children right they're like uh we gotta do something oh there's an idea okay let's do that yeah i guess and, and if you watch them in the background their mouths do kind of hang open a bit yeah. <laughs> what kind of surprised me is when she i mean because the whole idea is any uh girl of a certain age who is still a virgin goes into the lottery to be dragon chow which makes me think, um, hey, let's get married quick. Yeah, well, I'm like, why oh. ha, Why is there an intact hymen within a hundred miles of the palace? Yeah, it's like, oh, sorry, we're out of virgins. And, and mm. why does it, like, and I, I know that was a thing, but like, mm. I can't, why would the dragon care? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, think it cares. I, seriously. That's the other thing. Why does it, I mean, you see how big that thing is? Really, it just needs to eat one human every three to six months? Yeah. Well, I'm, now here's the thing. We're gonna. Get, I want to get back to the dragon because we're 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 still at the beginning of the film. There's some interesting points about the dragon, and I think oh, I yeah. can actually cover that. But okay. So Valerian and Grail and and the uh, the Moron twins show up, <laughs> um, 
And I have to say, I love it when Ulrich dresses up. Mm, when he's and wearing he put, his full all of his items and his yeah. full gear and he's like oh this was owned by so-and-so and you know he's a guy who could actually did turn lead into gold once and you know he's got his cool hat and he's like oh no 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 i don't use my staff they'll think i'm infirm and mm. it's just a really neat scene because at first you think oh well he's just making them believe he's a sorcerer and then later it's like no yeah. he really can it's just why am i wasting my time showing you people <laughs> i'll just do what you'll believe which is the nice robe and the nice hat and mm-hmm. and the little puff of smoke and so well, i like and- that and also lighting the torches just by magic and making yeah. things move across the table that impresses everybody yeah, he does a lot of stuff that you're like, oh, no, he's not faking. Like, he's definitely holding back. Oh. He just knows better than to waste it. Maybe that's why he's so old. We don't know. Mm. You know, it's like, you keep using magic. Yeah, I'm 35. You know, who knows? <laughs> um, and I also so love what the you're little... saying is he was a power shaper. <laughs> yeah, well, oh boy, uh, that's uh, nobody's going to get that, Max. Yeah, that's, I know, that's, I know. That's, that's just you. Uh, um, and you. You, know, <laughs> you. you wrote it, not me. Mm. Um, so I also love the little school play he puts on. Um, it actually kind of vaguely reminds me of the little opening to Zootopia where the animals are doing their little thing and it's like, ooh, <laughs> predators and prey. But it's like, you know, Galen's playing the little drum and, and Ulrich so, comes out and then there's a little puff of smoke and it's like, ah, yes, which, I am the sorcerer. I, that... Which I still think he timed wrong. I think I think Galen got it wrong. I thought he was supposed to throw it before he walked in so he would <laughs> yeah. walk through the smoke. Like, also, and I'm like, I have no trouble believing that he would get that wrong. Yeah. Also, he, worst drum ever. And all, and he's even doing that old cheap theater trick of shaking a, a, a sheet of metal to make sort of thunder theremin sounds. I know, like, and we can see it. Yeah. <laughs> and all of the people who've come, you know, there's Gray, Grail and um, and Valerian, yeah. and he's like shaking it, and he's giving them ooh eyes, and they're all like, "We really see you, really." <laughs> <laughs> but I like it's a fun little scene because you're quite not you don't quite know what to think either. It's like what is he what was he going for here? Is it spooky? Is it funny? I don't know. I just um, figured he's like, okay, this is what is expected when you when you yeah. meet a mage. You're supposed to he's supposed to have this stuff. Even if it's not very good, he's supposed to have it. Yeah. So I like that scene a lot. Um mm. we then hear uh Ulrich speaking a lot of Latin. Because mm-hmm. that is the language of magic, and this mm-hmm. is not the first time this is done, and it won't be the last time. Expecto think- Patronum! <laughs> That's not Latin! No, it isn't, but it's trying to sound like it. Expelliarmus! <laughs> um, there goes your plate of cake. Um, <laughs> Ast K the L Spay! <laughs> it's pig Latin. <laughs> no, so the thing that I liked about it here is that, again, this I, I found out from reading up about the wo- world building. There was a suggestion that the king, whose name I don't remember, uh, Cassiodorus, is actually Roman. And he actually looks down on all the people in his kingdom because they're not. And he's like, well, I'm better than you because I'm British. Well, well, (laughs) Roman. 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 (laughs) And so for me, the fact that the language of magic is Latin either suggests one of two things with Ulrich. One, that he also might have been a leftover Roman and as such represents the old ways which have departed or where the magic came from or whatever. Or that he stole it from them, which mm-hmm. either one of which is kind of cool. It's just a little touchy thing. It's, it's like a seasoning. Maybe Latin um, has always been considered sort of mystical. They used they bound. That's why it was so bound to the church. Right. But if you run into it, you'll see a lot of... It also conveys the idea of age, 
Right. As you know, it's one of the older languages. So does Ralph Richardson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, one of sir. The older, one of the yeah. older humans. Um, Burning water! Burning <laughs> oh, water! Poor old yeah. Hodges. He was adorable. Yeah, he was. Uh, I, I was like, if anybody is old in this film, it's poor Hodge. Yeah, um, apparently, just a little thing about Ralph Richardson. I feel happy! I feel happy! <laughs> I don't want to go on the cart! <laughs> the thing with Richardson is apparently he was... Um, shall we say, a bit difficult. Really? Uh, I, re- I remember seeing an interview with Alec Guinness, who was good friends with him, and he, he said, yes, you know, I went to his house one evening, and I, I hadn't seen him in about four months, and it's about ten at night, and Ralph walks in, looks at me, and says, who can you hit if you can't hit your friends? And punched me in the face hard <laughs> enough to knock me down, and then walked out. Honestly, uh, that's Ralph Richardson right there. Maybe he was he was rehearsing. <laughs> uh, apparently, he was just a little bit nuts. Also, he was another of that generation of like Richard Burton and Peter O'Toole and uh, all those folks who just who shall we say liked a wee drop of the creature a bit more than they should. I'm Welsh. I'm poor, and my name is <laughs> not Richard, Richard Burton Bud. yet. <laughs> Yeah, apparently well, you know. used to bend the elbow a lot. But anyway, yes. Yeah, uh, he I, is Ralph Richard. Sir Ralph does a great job in this. He does. Right. That is my real disappointment of this movie. I perfectly understand why they did it, but he's hardly in it. He's in like the first five minutes and the last five minutes. Yeah, and that's about it. And again, there's plenty of good people, but it's Ralph freaking Richardson. I would have loved to see more of him. He probably charged by the minute. It might have, yeah. They might just not have been able to afford it, or he was, as you say, he died what two years later. He was probably, yeah. probably not in the best health. Older, older than dirt. Yeah. Um. So you know that that whole Latin thing. That's just me projecting. Yeah. Although it could yeah. also because we know I I looked that up and it, they did talk about the world building. Yeah. Um. But I also like the dragons' backstory that they're tied to the sorcerers. Um, the reason being that that they again they represent that thing that this is potentially the last dragon alive. Um, we have a little oh, bit. Oh, I'm sympathy. the I'm the last dragon. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. I would have been your father, but your, your dog beat me up the stairs, Trebek. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, let's not go to that dragon no, movie. Let's We're not, not. going to cover that one. Yeah. Um, yeah so the 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 dragon vermithrax it has a name they have names um it's just a nice little bit that you know hey we're it, these are probably our fault we did this mm-hmm. um which is not something you generally hear you usually hear that there is a connection between wizards and dragons i don't know if i've heard elsewhere that it was they brought them about or they conjured them or whatever no that um, was interesting i wish we'd heard more about it but whatever yeah yeah um, oh, there's a lot of stuff that is skimmed over, and they have a lot to cover. But that yeah. that's another problem. It's such an interesting world. Little things like okay, we find out the king has made a deal with the dragon. We'll sacrifice a maiden every three yep. to six months. How did he make a deal? How did he? My my feeling it? is that he just was like, uh, let's give it someone, and it worked. Mm. And then it got angry again, and he was like, "Oh, I was about three months ago. So what if you know what you know? If we just give it somebody every three months, it seems to leave us alone." Mm. Okay, uh, that's as good say, a reason as any. We certainly don't have any other explanation. No, and it's pretty obvious you can't reason with the dragon because the dragon is not about reasoning at all, at all. Well, I did like that. That's the thing. One of the cool things the way Ulrich describes it when he says when he gets that old, a dragon yeah. gets that old. They're in constant pain and they're miserable and they're. Yep. 
selfish and they're pissed yeah. all the time. Yep. And I, I like the, I especially like the visuals of the dragon, which we'll get to more. There's a lot that suggests this is a really old creature. Yeah. The scales are fraying and crumbling. The, yep. the spikes are broken off or discolored. Th- I think that's a really nice touch. And actually, since we're, we're bringing up the dragon again, there's no reason to put it off. So mm-hmm. uh, the dragon is... Now, I have to say that there was a little bit of rose-colored glasses here. I remember liking the dragon more than I did. Now, let me, let me uh, qualify that. I think the movement and the look of the dragon are great. The matte lines do not oh, age well at yeah, all. Yeah, the green sadly. screen line is really painful in a lot of points. But the, and it needs other... to flap more because yeah. it soars a lot. Yeah. But Vermithrax is cool. Vermithrax is really cool. When, when you look at it compared with, say, Sephora or Sephira <laughs> or whatever the hell the name was. <laughs> yeah, barely, um, barely Max re- is going back to Aragon and it hurts. <laughs> yeah. When you look at that, you know, this is the most, you know, this is most advanced uh, stuff around. Yep. And, you know, state-of-the-art CGI and Vermithrax, which is basically a big puppet, looks so much better. Yeah, a bunch of different puppets, to be fair, because there was yeah, the was giant like, hydraulic puppet, there was the stop-motion puppet, there was the flying puppet. But it was so like so all practical effects, no CG. Yep. No, well, there wasn't any. It was 1981. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Vermithrax looks awesome. Yes. In the Vermithrax. close-ups and the movements. And so, as you say, once it starts flying, it's like, oh, okay. My, my favorite scenes of it are actually when it's crawling through the cave, because mm. you get the two things going on there. One, which you just said, which is that, yeah, this thing's old. It does not move well. Mm. And two, dragons are not meant to walk. They are meant to fly. Yeah. And so when it has to use its four claws, because this is not the typical D&D dragon, hey, I've got four legs and wings. Mm. No, it's it. they say, no, it would only have four limbs, the front of which are its wings. So it uses its little claws to, to sort of hobble around. It does move great. Mm. And they really paid attention to how something would move. Um, that would be like that. Of course, you know, then it flies and it doesn't flap, but, you know, whatever. It's the B1 so, dragon, yeah. Yeah, and in fact, the people that I saw it with, uh, there's a couple of friends that I haven't actually had. They, that was 35 years ago, so we're not friends anymore for, through no reason other than we just grew apart. But I remember them saying at the time that they didn't like the dragon because of, I think they actually called it a B1 bomber. Uh. Um, but I will say that, so we were talking about, you know, why is the dragon only take one person every three months? I honestly think it just can't be bothered. It's old, it hurts, it doesn't want to go hunting, it will if it has to. Hey, these people are going to bring me lunch, I'll deal. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I've known a lot of folks as they've gotten older have just had less reason to eat, like they just don't eat as much. Meals aren't, big meals aren't a big thing anymore, so I think it all it all ties in. There, there's a lot going on here that wouldn't work if the dragon were young and healthy. For one thing, I think the village would long have been gone. I don't think there'd be a kingdom there anymore, yeah. No. That would have been either, hey, you should leave or you'll be eaten. Because that's, that's what's going on. And, and now here... here uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, just to thinking of the kingdom. I like yeah. the way the kingdom is set up. The ki- It's very... Yeah, this is not a big kingdom. There's the king. He's got a few dozen courtiers. It's very yeah. small scale. But, and uh, he's really interested in wealth because his whole big thing with uh, Galen is he wants to figure out how to use his magic to turn lead into gold. Right. And uh, there's also the sort of political social thing, which I thought was really interesting. Just the, He has this the, the beautiful princess daughter right. who thinks she has been in the lottery the whole time. And fi- when she finds out she hasn't been, she puts her name on all the tiles. 
Yep, so, so that she will be chosen. Yeah, and he's trying to, you know, he, he's been lying to her about it, and he's trying to stop her, and she's saying, no, uh, I have to do this because this val- this certifies the lottery, this validates it. And, you know, all the people are like, damn. Yeah, the really sad part is that by doing that, you can tell all of the, the subjects are like, oh, yeah, we'd totally follow her. Oh, oops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only reason we'd follow her is because she's about to die. Uh, mm. Well, yeah. No, I actually, I, I don't like the king's character, but I like the character. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, no, he's he is an interesting and complex character. He's a jerk, yep. but, but he's very well, well done. Here's the thing. He comes up with this lottery. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. But honestly, what else is he going to do? Because we don't know. Did the dragon basically suddenly decide, you know what? This is a good enough place as any. I'm going to live out my life here. Oh, look what's nearby. Well, that's, you know, what, he's, that's what he says. He says his brother, who was king before him, it's okay. like the dragon showed up and the dragon just started raising the place. Yep. And his brother went out to try to fight it. And his brother never came back and neither did any of his men. Yep. And then the dragon just settled in, and he had to figure out how the hell do we live with this thing. Right. It was a horrible measure, but it worked. There's still yeah. a kingdom, and it's clearly it's clear it's been happening for a long time. Yeah. So, I, you know, the the big bad part, of course, is that, and this is the one of the interesting socio political parts of the film is that, well, of course, the rich people aren't in there, and the yeah. best part is is that. All the poor people know it, yeah. Except for somehow, you know, well, no, all the poor people know it. It's 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 poor Princess Elspeth who's like, well, what are you talking about? And it's like, oh, oh, that's nice, honey. Go back to your to your yogurt or whatever yeah. you're doing. Or um, you know, uh, Galen is saying, oh, you can stop pretending. You know, we all yeah. know this. She's and obviously, I didn't know. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, he figures was well, anybody who is as well schooled as you, you speak mm-hmm. Latin and, and you say you speak Greek and everything. Well, how could you not know? Yeah. And she's like, uh, I've never left the palace. That was the other thing, too, that I liked is that the palace isn't much. No, it's not impressive at all. No. And it's like the really the most impressive thing is kind of Cassiodorus. It's like his purples and his gold are the most impressive thing in the room. And it's like that's kind of how you'd expect it to be. You wouldn't expect like Neuschwanstein. Um, which, for those who don't know, is that when you're thinking of the big fairy tale castle that re- exists in real life, it's that one. Hello, um, I'm Prince Ludwig. <laughs> I need a new castle. <laughs> <laughs> I will spend all the money on the world. Yeah. That's what he sounded like, too. Um, no, no. The, the, there's, there's nothing about mm. this film's looks that I think ever breaks yeah. what they're trying to do. I, I, I really like the look of this film. Mm-hmm. And Cassiodorus, as you said, he's a jerk, but. I don't know what else he would have done. Yeah. You know, because obviously nobody can fight the thing. It's very no. clear. Even that, that was the thing I liked. You know, Galen, there's this whole thing of there's forging this magic spear, the dragon slayer. Yeah. And he's like, and there is a scene where he's fighting the dragon and he's stabbing it and then it breaks. Yeah. Because and the dragon just pulls it out of its neck and just goes. No, it actually never, well, we never see it do that. But it, it reaches tries for to. it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 And it's just like, ow. Now yeah. I'm really annoyed. Yeah, you thought I was mad before. Oh wait, you ki- you killed my Muppet babies. You yeah, killed my. Muppet. There is that. I gotta say, <laughs> the dragon, the dragon babies. <laughs> yeah, they're not very impressive. No, but no. it's actually so touching. Yeah, she when noses it just like a mother would. Leans over, finds the one. You know, he's killed all her babies, which is yep. you know kind of a, kind of a dick move. And well, and she shows is up, it? Is yeah. it? <laughs> no, of course you don't want like another. What was it? Five of th- them. Three of them. Growing up and eating half the planet. Right. 
And yeah, but she just leans over and sort of nuzzles the bodies, like, oh, yeah. my babies. Yeah, that's the one moment of sympathy we have for Vermithrax. And then it flees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the villagers. Um, yeah, yeah Galen, Galen, I'm going to go uh, on a limb here. And I, you may disagree with me, although, uh, no, no, you won't. Mm. Galen's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Galen is a dick. I, now, admittedly, he's a child. He's very young. He's obviously lived a, for what it for him a pretty sheltered life, and he has a very exaggerated idea of his own magical power or his own potential. I'll say. Hmm? I'll say. Yeah, and yeah, he does screw things up really bad. He, he, I mean, the first thing he does, he shows up, goes, "Hi, I'm here." I'm not going to do any reconnaissance. He like sees the dragon's cave, goes, "Is there another way out?" They say no. It's like how? First off. How do they know? Uh, well, so, they've lived there. They yeah. would know. Well, no, they wouldn't. Uh, no, the they wouldn't. Like, this, whole will, this whole will work fine, thanks. I don't need to use the back door. That's it. It's like none of them are going to explore the place where the dragon lives. So he says, aha, I create a big avalanche and I seal it off. Yay, I win. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I didn't win. Crap. You I'm going to hide. I think we better Look at the bones. I'm going to hide. <laughs> Zip. Yeah. And then it's uh, like, but also, actually, the first thing he does as Galen the Sorcerer, <laughs> is to strip his manservant <laughs> nearly naked for uh, reasons and stuff. Uh, it's just a, he's a dick, you know? Yeah. Um, and this this becomes a problem a couple of ways. One, it gets him... Well, to be fair, it gets him into the plot, so it is actually <laughs> important that he's a dick, so mm-hmm. that works out. Um, the other of which is, when it comes time for chemistry... Ooh, mm. yeah, kind of isn't any. Because him no. and Valerian, nothing. Yeah. No, nope. it really doesn't work. There's almost some between him and Elspeth, the princess. Yeah, but she's so two-dimensional. She, and she gets so... She gets like six lines. She doesn't yeah, really that... get enough for development. But yeah, there's a little bit of chemistry there. And then, nope. Nope. No, yeah, I'm, I'm going to die now. I gotta give it to her, though. She's like, no, I made this choice. And he sets her free. And what does she do? She runs into the cave. That's actually she's a really like, neat scene. You know, yeah. he's, I'm here to rescue you. And she's like, I don't want to be rescued. This is my job. This is what I have to do to protect my people and my kingdom. Piss off. Yeah. I'm going to, here, dragon, dragon. Yeah. Eat us, eat us. <laughs> I don't want to eat you. And then unfortunately she gets eaten by the Muppet babies. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And of course he's out having the hero fight with the closest thing we have to a human bad guy, which is, you know, Peter Dinklage is Tyrion. <laughs> oh, okay. With a with with an amazing head of hair. Great head of hair. Oh, okay, that but it's not Peter Dinklage, it's John Hallam. And no, but he does he's great. He really he, is. And he's he's not even that I mean, he's a jerk, but then so is just about everyone. Well, but, but he's, he's a dedicated, jerk with a reason. He's a he's dedicated to the kingdom. I mean Yeah. When when the princess is chosen, you know, or, or gives herself up, the king is saying to him, You've got to save her. And he's he's like, you know, if not for me, then for the kingdom. And he says, That's the problem, Your Majesty. I serve the kingdom, and this is what's best for the kingdom. Yeah, he doesn't and quite he's say, right. I serve the kingdom, not you. Yeah. And he, why does he go to stop the the little Valerian patrol to go get the sorcerer? Because he's worried that the guy's a charlatan and he's just going to make a mess. Which, which he did. kind of exactly yeah. what happens. And then later, when Galen shows up with his giant spear, which is apparently what the movie's about, because that's the dragon slayer, yeah. um, he's like, stop screwing things up. She's here. She's chosen to be here. Things will be cool if you will leave. And, he, and then he even makes a point when Galen is waving the spear around that he's got to kill the dragon. And Tyrion looks at him and says, do you even know how to use that? 
No. And he doesn't! <laughs> no. And then unfortunately for Tyrion, he does what, you know, he's not a villain, but he does what a lot of villains do. He monologues. Yeah, he talks too much and he gets killed. And Ugh. to be fair, he has no reason to think that, wow, you know, I bet that thing can go through this giant log and get mm. me. There's no reason for him to think that because he doesn't know that it's one of two magic, well, one of three magic items in the in the movie. Mm. The other being that the super magic, uh, wow, not only does it deflect flames, but all heat near me shield. Yeah, um, I was, I was going to bring that up saying, wow, dragon fire and thermodynamics don't have a lot to do with each other because yeah. Galen has a shield which... Valerian made for him very intelligently out of dragon scales, saying this might stop dragon fires. Like, that's really good thinking. Yeah, it's and, more like, it might, so if it's coming near you, make sure to dodge and run away, and yeah. maybe you won't be as hurt. No, he just <laughs> cowers down behind it, holds it up, and not only does it not burn shield, apparently it also makes him immune to the superheated air all around him. Yeah. So, yeah, that, and he that, still has hair. Yeah, it look it looks fine. It doesn't make any sense. But no, and then of course the third magic item is the amulet itself, mm -hmm. which is a I'm guessing a repository for Ulrich's soul or, or something like it. that. Um, As a reliquary, yeah. And yeah, let's say Earl Ulrich Ulrich's return when you mm -hmm. know at the turn of the tide. <laughs> I mean, eat your heart out, Gandalf the White, the rising in the column of green flame off the lake, and he's wearing his full regalia. That's like, damn! Yeah, it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. That's... Although, to be fair, mm -hmm. even in the books, we don't get to see Gandalf come back. Because no. that's when the cool crap happens. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you see me fall off the bridge. Then I have, a like, a mano a imana, which is dumb because everyone thinks it means man-to-man, -man, and it actually means hand-to-hand, hand, yes. But he sits there and, and beats the crap out of the Balrog and throws it off the mountainside. And then he lays there panting like, I think I'm dead now. <laughs> <laughs> and waits, Ow. and thankfully, eventually, I can't remember which comes first, the, the Lunar Moth or uh, Gwei here. No, Lunar Moth is when he was being held by... Um, by Orthanc. No, Gwei here yeah. finds him. Because uh, here's like, uh, oh, look Gal at that. Because Galadriel, Galadriel sees him and sends Gwai here to get him. Yeah. But it's like, even in the book, Gandalf says, yes, we had to battle, and now let's move on. It's like, no, 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 we want to see this. Oh, my God, you fought a Balrog hand to hand? Seriously. This is kind of like we get to see it. And it's mm. short, which is fine. Cause yeah. Quite a, I, I think if you had had a Saruman versus Gandalf you know, cage match. Uh, with they would have looked as silly as, quite honestly, the Gandalf and Saruman cage match looked. <laughs> well, they're they're um, like pro wrestling with magic. That was a little silly, yeah. but uh, yeah. yeah, no, this so, no, it's great. He's like summoning storm clouds and blasting them with lightning blasts, and 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 it's also Ulrich going. Yeah, this is our fault. Yeah. I'll take care of it. You know, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna have to turn myself into a human bomb. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> um, I do wish they could have shown it some other way. Like, did it have to be like literally a bomb going off? Could yeah, something a little bit more magical, just less bombish. Yes, as opposed to turning him into the holy hand grenade. <laughs> oh, um, one, two, five, three, sir, three. <laughs> so yeah, but you know little little bits and pieces yeah. here uh I, let's, speaking of little bits and pieces i'm gonna take a quick uh, veer back to valerian mm. um so they do something with valerian which uh, mm. I, I i i can't excuse it because it's the time but i hate excusing it because it's dumb and it's like well i'm all tough and i'm a boy but put me in a dress and you know and she gets kind of gushy 
Kind of, but like, she still that when she, even when she's also, in the dress, that's when she goes gets the dragon scales and makes him the shield. Well, she's not wearing the dress when she does that. Well, okay, yeah. No, she's 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 gone back to more of a not unisex, but a less floofy yeah. thing. And it's like she puts the dress on, and quite honestly, I'm looking at it, it's like you look better in the other stuff. Kind of. <laughs> it's I, not a great dress. What but. kind of surprised me was why aren't more people furious that she's been avoiding the lottery for years. I just wanted to see one person, like, smack their forehead going, Oh, my God, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> well, it's because my daughters are too pretty, that's why. Um, and, I, 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 yeah, you know, they could have. I could see that. I just think that they hated it so much that, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, we're we're uh, getting towards the end where we need yeah. to talk, and I would like to talk a little bit about one other thing that I thought was very interesting for a Disney film. Besides, so besides the, the full frontal nudity? Yeah, well, you know, it, uh, I th- again, you know, I'm watching it on my computer. I'm sitting close, and it's like seaweed. Not yeah. sure. Um, you really don't yeah. see anything, but it is there. Uh, and Disney didn't step up and say, "Yeah, oh, you need to cut that out," because oh, that's true, the voice true. of Disney. Did you know that? I'm the I, voice of Disney. <laughs> Uncanny. Um, so, at the end of the film, mm-hmm. we have some very interesting things going on. Um, we have Ulrich, who actually has you know sacrificed himself and killed the dragon partially because it's his fault or mm-hmm. it's it's sorcerer's fault um we have um a sudden conversion by most of the village because this will protect them mm-hmm. and of course when the dragon is then found in the suspiciously emptied lake never did understand that part mm-hmm. um and there's its carcass when it's kind of too small and really gross. Yeah, they did a great job on that part. burst open and stuff. It's bleh. Bleh. Um, there is the, um, there, there's the, the church taking, taking responsibility for it. Taking she... credit. And then the king does the same thing. It's oh, the church and the yeah. state. They're the yes. ones. Who, yeah. No, I see where you're going with this. They are basically um, usurping the power of the old magic, which is what killed the dragon. They're saying, no, right. no. It was the power of God, or and then the king, you know, staggers over to it, lifts a sword that's obviously too heavy for him, and you know, bumps it against the dragon, and the herald is going, "Behold, the king, dragon slayer!" Yeah, and, and uh, you, you suddenly you're looking at this, going, "Those are two separate histories, and they're both going to write it their own way." Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what happens. I just thought it was very interesting because it the movie really does kind of point a finger. And you don't, you're not surprised by it pointing the finger at the king because that's pretty much a Casadorist thing to do, mm. right? This is not a big surprise. Although you have to sit there, it's nice that nobody says, hey, dude, get off the carcass. That's gross because it's like, well, you did just lose your daughter. All right, let him have it. It's fine. <laughs> but it's also pointing its finger directly at organized religion going, mm. um. Yeah, you're taking credit for something you had nothing to do with. Yeah. And, I, you know, for the listeners out there, neither Max or I are saying one way or the other. I'm just pointing out that it's interesting that a Disney film is doing this. Mm. And it's not a typical Disney film, let's be fair. But it's still, this was left in. And that's a really kind of big finger. Because the only characters that we've really been following are the two that had something to do, actually something to do with the death of the dragon. And even we see that scene where Brother Jacobus is confronting the dragon and saying, (laughs) you are Satan, you know, I cast you out. And the dragon just... You can practically hear it giggle, and then it just bakes him. <laughs> yeah, because, um, yeah. It's like, okay, where is your god now? Yeah, and mm. in, so, yeah. And again, 
please anybody who might be offended this is not Max or I's opinion, mm-hmm. Max or Me's, me or Max's opinion. <laughs> uh, it's just interesting that this was pointed that way out in the film. Yeah, especially, in a, as you say, in a Disney film. Yeah, so um, we've actually uh, done very well this episode around basically not talking about the D&D aspects. Uh, do you, do you want to go and do that? Well, obviously, as we see that, he, that Galen only uses low-level telekinetic magic, he's clearly only a fourth-level mage, using the following spells... Uh, sorry. Um. <laughs> no, no, you're not. I wish you were, but you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. The Roundup. It's It has some D&D elements in it, but again, it's more of... It's not even a hero's journey. I think it's a little unfocused for that. I think it's much more uh, ambiguous than that, because there's the whole idea of where is real power. Is yeah. it magic? Is it, as you say, the old magic's fading... This mm-hmm. is more mythology or a fairy tale. I, I don't yeah. know. It has certainly some elements to it. I mean, hell, he's locked in a dungeon and there's a dragon. So, <laughs> you know. It's a very small dungeon. There's not really much <laughs> treasure in it. But if you squint real hard. And, yes, technic- and as I always bring up technically, he loots his master's study by taking the amulet when after Ulrich is dead. So there's Ah, looting. That's... That's really it, mind you. Well, so, I, yes, and I'm, now, to be fair, and we don't bring this up often enough, with the exception of one of the films that we've discussed in this series, none of them was actually trying to portray Dungeons & Dragons. No. But, but, they were films that were feeling that surge of interest in the fantasy genre. I think so, and they're also you're working off the same source material in a lot of ways. And this, for me, this film came out right in the middle of my initial stint of G&D. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, I forget what when in 81 that came out. My first game of D&D was January 1st, 1981. It was a three-day marathon game. I remember uh. it very clearly. It was the Soul Gem Quest. Hey, guys, guess what? You know those things that are shown up in the Avengers Thanos War? Yeah, we actually uh, fought for those uh, 38 years ago, seven years ago. Mm. Um, <laughs> spoiler, we won. Um, <laughs> but... So this movie could not have come out at a better time for me because mm-hmm. it's like I never heard of D&D. Now I've heard of D&D. I love D&D. I'm literally playing D&D six days a week. Thank you, Max. <laughs> so there are things about this film that I think feel more D&D than almost any of the other films. And really? I want to say even more so than Conan. Huh. For me, let's face it. Everyone thinks D&D. They think Europe. True. Right? They don't think desert. They don't think you know, Spain yeah. or whatever, wherever Conan was, was, was filmed. Uh, they think thing. this, you know, mm-hmm. and it looks great. I think the only other fantasy based film that gets the grit and the feel and the dirt of that time period and fantasy at the same time as well is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, jeez, I was going to say <laughs> Jabberwocky, but sure. Um, I want to say that this does... I mean, we don't know the characters well enough. The only mm. one we know is Galen, and, and we know Valerian a little bit. But that's kind of a first-level party. Mm. It's a bunch of schlubs. It's like, eh, we're not. We're, we're slightly better skilled than everyone and else. And they're going up against an opponent that is clearly out of their power class. Right, but they're smart enough to get an NPC. I'm sorry, they're smart enough <laughs> to get a sorcerer who can help them do it. Mm. And the cool thing, too, is that the kingdom we're talking about here, we're not talking, you know these giant grand palaces that show up in movies like Warcraft and stuff like that. We're talking, hey, this is a great kingdom of about, 
5,000 people, and mm. that might be pushing it. Mm. <laughs> you know, it feels doable. It feels module-ish. Mm. You know, it feels like an adventure that you might get something cool out of. Like, you I know, grant- in this case. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. But, but as far as, you know, being in a D&D game, the one of the things that Max and I come back to more often than not is that it's not a group effort. Mm. It focuses too much on, on one character or two characters. Um but the setting, the, the setting look, is perfect. The setting is yeah. very D and D. The narrative is not. No, no, the narrative is not. Um, that being said, the special effects are what they are for 1981. Uh, yeah. For the for you younger folks who might be listening, this is state of the art for that time period. Oh yeah. And I got to tell you, if you've only watched the the repolished and spiffed up version of Star Wars, yeah, there were a lot of matte lines back then too. Just yeah. so you know. Um, but it's it is one of the films that I think really informed how people felt about D and D. It itself does not evoke D and D, but it definitely was part. It definitely is the setting. I mean, I think it inspired. I think it. I can't remember exactly, but I know it inspired me with some of the settings at least, and gave me things to steal. Hell, I stole yeah. the name Vermithrax at least twice. Yeah. Wales is gorgeous. Mm. I've been to to Wales for about a half an hour, um, and it was gorgeous. Uh, I've been to the Isle of Skye. Isle of Skye is gorgeous, Mm. although there's no people. Someone took them. Uh, (laughs) There's plenty plenty of sheep, though. And a few Highland coos, but no people. No people. Um, I I, I love what I've seen of the British Isles, which Mm. is is England and Scotland, um, and and a little bit of Wales. And it is gorgeous. It is perfect for this. But yeah, you know, not not a group effort. Mm. Um, but at least I liked the fact that it was low level. You know, yeah. there wasn't giant amounts of magic. There wasn't people riding dragons. Um, there wasn't bright shiny armor and stuff. Mm. It was. It felt. Yeah, I could. I could start on this. I could be one of those guys in the background. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm. So. so, well, mm. anything else or um? No, I think we I think we're uh, we're just about done. Well, the sad thing is, is this brings us to the end of another series. We have gone through. There's um, no other movies um, I can think my, of that could possibly. My, no, no. My, there's no other films that we could say discuss. Mike, we have to do this. We have to do. I don't know. Mike, we, we don't. There's not a. Now, come on. Nobody out there can think of. It's really big. It really is. But we cannot talk about Dungeons and Dragons without talking about the movie adaptation the extremely successful movie adaptation of one of the major sources for Sword D&D. And no, and not <laughs> Beastmaster. We are, talk- oh. we are talking Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Mm. Next week, we have to talk about mm. that. Mm, don't know it. <laughs> sure, sure you do. Ralph Bakshi did it. You know, it's an animated thing back in the 80s. Yeah. 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 Um, of course, I'm only doing this because it's long. It is. It's a lot of movie. It's a big, 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 huge, big movie. Large. Yeah, but it kind of is the uh, the what do they call the elephant in the room? Is that what the we can't you you cannot talk about D and D without talking about Lord of the Rings. And we, if we're doing movies, we have to talk about that movie. I mean, I suppose we could do the Rankin Bass Return of the King. Oh. Yes, where there's a whip, whip, there's, there's a, way. a way. If you'd like Max and I to sing through our next week's episode, please, then you please don't write us at. Yeah. So yeah. next week we are going to be discussing not one, not two, but three, five, uh, three, right. three, sir, three, yes, <laughs> three films. 
the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, we, we which will thankfully not be didn't. Hmm? But thankfully, did not become a quadrology or quintology or you know, yeah, yeah. Because we, we we have to split the last one into two because uh story. <laughs> we are going to have yeah. to lump them together, and we will have to go over them rather quickly because you know it's over ten hours of movie. Yeah, and so, we are not going to do ten hours of podcast <laughs> unless you beg us. No one's going to beg us. If enough Please people don't, don't, beg no, us, no, no, don't, no, nobody <laughs> yes, wants if that. Anybody, anyway, so, if enough people beg us, we'll do a ten-hour podcast. Woohoo! Won't. Right. So for <laughs> Max Mike movies, this is Mike saying, "Oh dear," <laughs> and this is Max saying, "What have we gotten ourselves into?" And we'll see you in that Except little we box won't that because there's see. no visual. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll hit. You'll, you'll hear. Uh, uh, um. Well, Next week. Yep. Yeah, bye. <laughs>